everyone. Welcome back to Nutrition by Lex. I am here with Grace, a certified personal trainer. I have been getting so many questions on TikTok and Instagram and stuff about how to become a personal trainer. So I reached out to Grace and we decided to do an episode on this topic because she had, has her certification. Um, so Grace, you kind of just want to tell everyone who you are, introduce yourself and a little bit of your background. Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Grace. I am 21 years old, and I'm currently a college student through Arizona State University. I'm studying health sciences with an emphasis in fitness and nutrition, which is my fourth major, I believe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're finally on track. And um, yeah, that's one of the main reasons that I got my certified personal training certification is because I found a love for fitness and nutrition while I was in school, especially when I was doing majors that I didn't love. Um, I found a passion in the gym and in the kitchen when I moved out of the dorms. And that is really what guided me to switch up my major a couple of times. I was kinesiology and then dietetics. And then I decided I wanted to do it all. So going into a bigger major in that aspect and then getting that certification is really what, um, is building my dream job in life right now for sure. Yeah. So what would you say your dream job is? Just, just curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I do have my own personal training business right. online right now. And that's really the dream is to be able to do that full time and to work for myself. And I really don't want to work for anybody else again. After I, really I feel that. I'm on the same page <laughs> as you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So you were kinesiology and you were dietetics and then you're just kind of like, like make the best of both worlds and do as much of it as possible. That's awesome. That's kind of kind of similar to where I was. I was my undergrad psychology and exercise science. And I learned through honestly not being able to do nutrition because I was at University of South Carolina and they didn't have a dietetics program. And so I was, I was kind of missing that whole aspect. I was like, God, I really wish I could study more of this. So that's why I decided to get my master's in it. And I'm kind of doing what you did with you did with like getting it all together. Um, but I haven't yet gotten to get my personal training certification. It's on the list of to-dos, like in the future. Um, I'll probably do it after I finish my dietetic internship, honestly, when I have time to like sit down and focus. But everyone's always told me that like I have the background in exercise science and stuff. Like I just need to sit down and study it and and actually take the time to do it. But that time is not existent right now. So that's why we're talking to you, someone who's already gone through it. Um, because I could, t I could talk about it and to a certain extent, but I'd rather have a conversation with someone about it, who is in it, who's done it and knows the ins and outs. So with that being said, how did you do it? What did you do? Like, what is the step-by-step -step process of becoming a personal trainer? Yeah. So I did it this past spring, summer, when we were in the stay at home order, the perfect time to do it. Like that really was the perfect yeah. time. Sure. Um, I guess I really had no plan or idea before that, that I even wanted to become a personal trainer. Um, but with the timing and everything, and I was kind of changing my path at that point, I just decided that that's what I wanted to do. And I did a lot of research right away on the different programs and the different like companies that you could go through, because I feel like that is one of the most important things is that you're getting it through a credible source and not just something random. Yeah. So I got mine through ACE. Okay. And I know that the, um, I think it's ACSM and then the NASM, those yep. are really good ones as well. 
Yeah, and, those are the top three I normally see people having certifications through. I have the NASM book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the book has not been opened, as I've said, really. <laughs> but that's the one that I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one for sure. Um, but basically, once you decide, you just go to that website and they have all of the different packages. You have to buy the coursework. Um, I know ACE does like different tiers. You can get a tier with like a bunch of practice tests, all the books, all the like hand material. And then there's like a lower one, which is cheaper. And it's just like the online course and then two practice exams, which is the one that I got. Um, The reason I got that one is because I have background knowledge in exercise science and nutrition. So I already had textbooks on that stuff. So I didn't feel like I needed the physical textbooks from them. But once you do that, it's really straightforward. You have to take the courses, learn the material, study. You do have to be CPR certified and you have to take the test within a certain amount of time, I believe. Um, once you like commit, I think that's how ACE does it. Mm-hmm. But you, you sign up for a test time when you feel you're ready and you just study your butt off and get the coursework done and take the exam. Um, and then after you're certified, I believe every two years you have to have a, a certain amount of credit hours outside of that to stay oh. um, Like a continuing ed- education piece? Yes. Cool. Okay. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome because science and stuff is continuously changing. So staying on top of all of that and the way the body functions and stuff is like, that's key, especially mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're dealing with other people and you're like training other people, you want to make sure you're on top of it. Um, how long, like what was the time period that it took you to, between signing up, getting the materials, studying, taking the exam and passing it? Yeah, it took me about three months, which um, is pretty light for most people. But like I said, I wasn't doing anything at that time. I had like one summer course and then I couldn't leave the house. So I had the background already too. So it was kind of like refresher. Yeah, for sure. I know I I was in a Facebook group for like studying and stuff. And a lot of people said six to nine ish months is the typical duration to learn all the material. But that's when you're working a full-time job or in school. And when I did it, I was literally sitting at home, not doing anything. (laughs) You made the best of your time, right? Yeah, for sure. So in talking about like, like actual material that you're learning and stuff, what's like the main, cause some people are so like, okay, I'm going to have to do like science terminology. Is it all physiology, anatomy? Like, like what does it kind of cover generally? Yeah. I think one of the biggest areas that that's going to take the most studying is the anatomy portion. You have to know the muscles to be a personal trainer. You have to know how they work. Um, they don't go super in depth with that. Not like you would if you were going to be like a physical therapist, but you definitely need to know the basic anatomy and physiology for sure. And then the rest is just going through how to set up a program, what different exercises are for, Um, there's a couple sections on, um, client assessments and tests, you know, figuring out where your client's at liability, all that stuff. Um, I was going to ask about the, um, cause I, whenever I do flip, I, whenever I first got my book, I did flip through it and stuff. And I saw that there was like the assessment portion of it. Um, and I've worked with personal trainers in the past and like, they've put me through the like initial assessment that you do. Um, 
maybe I like try and tell everyone like the importance of that. Cause I feel like some people just see it and they, they don't understand the, like, it's actually super important when working with a client to do that initial assessment. Um, so maybe try to maybe touch on that and like, what's the importance behind the initial assessment? Yeah. The initial assessment is a talking and a physical portion. You really have to learn your client's past health and fitness history, as well as their current to be able to structure an effective plan for them. Um, if you don't do things like that, they could potentially be injured or they're not going to make progress and it's going to turn back on you negatively. So being able to take, I usually take an entire week, but I do mine online. So it's a little bit different, but they want you to take one to two initial days to sit down with your client and talk about health history, have them fill out a form so that you know what their health is on the inside. And then you go through different assessments physically based on that past health history to figure out where they're at currently so that you don't just throw them into something that's not going to work for them. No, I think it's definitely key. And like for a personal experience with me, whenever I did my initial assessment with one of my previous trainers, like she had me walk in a straight line. I don't know if you do this with your clients and like watch it online, but she had me walk like up and down the gym in a straight line and she could like see where my hips were off and like where my shoulders were off. And she was like, so you carry your purse on your right, like your right side. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I can totally tell. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever um, that she was like able to pick up on like small things like that. And I think people really, I, I think people oversee how important like personal trainers can be. And when they do pay that much attention to detail, it's more than just telling you what exercises to do. Right. Exactly. Um, so I think people really think of them as it can come across very superficial, just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. They're just telling you what exercises to do. But in reality, it's like, you're doing so much more than that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone like have that misconception about personal training to you personally? I've heard it on my end. So I was just curious if you've heard it on your end at all. <laughs> Yeah, once in a while, more so with like potential clients who really don't get the aspect yeah. of personal training. I recently, for some reason, have had a lot of experience with people who think I'm just going to give them a plan for free. And I'm like, that's not really how it, how they'll like sign up on my website, fill out the interest form, do all this stuff. And then they're like, okay, just tell me what to do. I'm like, no, we have all these steps. And they're like, oh, it costs money. I'm like, well, it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh yes okay so i, I we mm, i can really can relate this can i it's it's like if you're not gonna invest in your health health like that's why that's why i have this thing on my story all the time like i have it saved in my things because i can mostly post it on my story like every once in a while i'll just throw it up there but it's like you you spend so much money on coffee and so much money getting your getting your name you spend so much money going out for drinks the weekend with your friends and but you can't invest in your health, your health. like they just right. like I get dms all the time which like I love getting them from people and answering people as much as possible but the ones that come in and then they're like hi I need need help can you tell me what to eat to eat crickets right? yeah I just I, I just reply because it's just like it's like really like you know this is the job like this pays first for my life like this like I right. coach people and I have amazing clients that pay, pay me to help help their problems so therefore why like why do you think it's just like okay to ask us for stuff for free it drives me nuts and I know it probably drives you crazy too and I get people 
Um, I don't know how you do like your, um, like when you have clients that are interested in working with you, I'm not sure if you have like an application or anything like that, but I have an application that people go through. And then the last question on there, it's like, are you ready to make like a significant um, investment into your health journey and like all of this stuff? And I will get so many applications in, in a week, but like 75% of them say no in that, in that answer. And so therefore like, I'm not going to reach out to you to like set up an initial consultation. Like, what do you expect? Right. No, I should definitely add that to my application because I don't. And then I go through all the steps. I get ghosted all the time. I'll be like, okay, so like, this is the ranges of price for the different weeks. And then what are you thinking? And then never hear from them again. I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, seriously. Like that's what I used to do too. I would just have like an initial consultation and I've wasted so much time just like, spending 30 minutes on zoom with someone talking about my programs and like all these amazing things I have to offer. And then I get to the price and it's just like, they ghost me. Um, like they're like, yeah, I'll get back to you. And then you just don't hear from them, which I understand. Not everyone can afford to do that kind of stuff. I get that. But by creating that application, it saves you so much time. I'm definitely highly recommend it. And we're not hating on anyone that like, doesn't want to pay for services and stuff like obviously we have Instagrams and we have stuff that we put out for free because we want to help as much as possible. But like we said, this is our job, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. we make money. So if you aren't like wanting to actually invest in your health and take those big next leaps and stuff, it can be not frustrating to us, but it's almost like, come on, you guys, like, you know, this is our job. Like yeah. we, we can only give out so much stuff. And like, we give out like between the two of us on our Instagrams, like we give out <laughs> so much free information that it's like, we, we want to help you. We do, but we also have to make a living. Right. No. Yeah. I definitely, I always direct people to my Instagram when they're not willing to invest, but I'm also like, I'm still a very small business. So I don't charge that much in the first place, which is why a lot of times I'm like, I, I get it. I've been there, but you know, Right. And whenever, like I've had someone before, I don't remember. I think it was like very early on when I first started, it was on a free consultation. And I remember the person like during it, I brought up the price like at, like towards the end of the call. And she was like, wait, I have to pay for this. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like, would you just walk out of the store with the shirt and not pay for that? Like, <laughs> like, I know. So that's just like, I was just kind of like, Oh, okay. So I mean, it, yeah, we're not doctors. Yeah. Like, you know, but like we still are making such a big difference in, um, people's lives with their health and fitness journeys. And as a personal trainer, I'm sure it's like so frustrating for you and any personal trainer that's listening to this too. I'm sure y'all are like preach. I hear you like, you know, but it's just baby steps. And like, honestly, I think for anyone who is interested in becoming a personal trainer, like go for it. And then you'll be able to see it on that side too. And you'll be like, Oh, okay. I understand. Right. So some people who haven't been there before, it's hard for them to understand, which is, I mean, we get that. Like it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I totally hear what you're saying with that. Yeah. So definitely create application fee. Um, we have trouble. We went on a little tangent there, but <laughs> totally fine. Um, but going back to, to like study material and stuff. So it's pretty much like anatomy and um, physiology type stuff. And then actual assessments and workouts and, and programs and stuff, stuff like, um, what, what would you say would be like a tip for studying that kind of material? And I probably have some stuff to, stuff to do this too. Cause like it's a lot of science, but um, what would you say was the best, like efficient way um, do's and don'ts. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say take notes. Um, 
a lot of the coursework is videos. So take notes and then go back through the readings in the book, highlight, pick out the main ideas. And then there's little quizzes at the end of each section on ACE. Take those, um, but don't use your notes. Like take them and see how you do. And then if you don't do well, go back and do them again. And then I also used Quizlet a ton. Quizlet helped me so much. Quizlet is a lifesaver for everything. Oh my gosh. There are already Quizlets made, which was so easy. People already had them made for each chapter and section. You just have to look it up. Um, it was amazing. Quizlet really helped me a ton in studying for sure. So did you take it like section by section, chapter by chapter and like, or did you go through the whole thing and then go back to review? Like what, like how did you study that? I mean, obviously everyone studies very differently, um, but like what worked for you? Um, So for the coursework, I just did it in order as it let me go. And then when I finished all of that and was studying for the exam, I went back through section by section. Actually, Um, I actually, what I like to do when I'm studying for anything is I take the practice exam first before studying at all to see where I'm at. And then I went back through yeah, I went back through everything and really hit on the questions and sections that I didn't do well on the most. Um, but I did go back through everything for sure. Yeah, I think that's great advice to take the pre the pretest first. Um, like I know even some professors do that, like in college classes, that like I'll walk in and like on the first day it was like, okay, exam. And I was like, what the heck? Like I don't even like what's your name again? Like, right? Like you don't you, you have no idea like what class am I in? I completely forget it's the first day. Um, but it really does help too. Cause then you get, you kind of get an initial like, oh, okay. Like maybe I don't have to focus as much on this cause I already have a good concept of it. And I can really focus on this. Cause like, I have no clue what I'm talking about here. Right. So mm-hmm. especially when you're like, it's self-taught, you don't have that professor. Like you're really teaching yeah. yourself the entire time, which takes a lot of discipline. I'm sure. Um, that's another thing I kind of want to touch on in a second, but yeah taking that initial exam and figuring out where you're at first is, can be a huge help. So that's great advice. Um, going into the discipline and stuff, what did you, cause you're in school too. And I get quarantine and you had, that was easier, but for someone that's in school right now, um, what are some tips to try and like set aside time and fit it in and stuff? Cause you know, people lives are busy. Everyone's doing crazy stuff, even though we're mainly online right now. Um, and people might have a little bit of extra time, but like, what would be your biggest advice for staying disciplined and like getting through it? Cause you don't really have anyone like pushing you to finish it. Right. It's just, you're all on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would say the biggest thing is staying organized and planning every single day out. You need to set aside a time every single day to work on it, whether you have an hour or two hours. Um, I used to do section by section, chapter by chapter. I would say, okay, by this day, I want to have this done. And then tomorrow I'm going to knock this out and then this out. And obviously you need to take breaks. Like don't burn yourself out. Um, I do that with school as well. Like make sure you're not just sitting there for two straight hours and learning because you will stop learning at about an hour and 15 minutes. Right. No, for sure. I, I've made that mistake before. Um, what I do now when I'm, when I'm studying is I actually do like the 30 minute, five minute thing. Um, so I'll set a timer for 30 minutes where like, I will only focus on my studying for like 30 minutes nonstop at whenever the timer goes off, I'll take five minutes, go to the bathroom, get a snack, get some more water, scroll through Instagram. If I want, like, like allow myself that five minutes of distraction that like our brain's dying for. Cause we're so used to like 
our, our like attention spans are spans are now because I blame it on TikTok, honestly, because it's like such short videos. I can't sit through a minute long video anymore. I'm like, okay, next, that's taking long. Um, but that, that, that's really helped me with my studying because like my attention span has gotten a lot, lot shorter in the, in the past year because of social media, media stuff. Um, I find that whenever I do section out into like 30 minutes, five, five minutes, 30 minutes, five minutes. And I do that for like four or five times until I, like I finish my, my material or whatever I'm going over, over. Um, I find that it really helps me focus more during those 30 minutes because I know that I have, have that finished just kind of like, like do whatever I want. Um, right. so that's, that, that's something that I do. It might help some people listening. Um, but I definitely agree with you setting goals and like, and like, and for like on your calendar and like, especially to-do lists, like I normally separate to-do lists into like, like, okay, so I have a school to-do to do, I have a nutrition by Lex to-do list. I have a surgeon to list and then I have like a general life list. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're like me and have all those, then you can add a personal training certification to-do list and you could like mark off each section and chapter as you go down. Mm-hmm. One, you're going to get that like dopamine hit by like like, you know, scratching off the to-do list. I'm like doing it in, in the air, but and I always forget they can't see me whenever I'm talking. Okay. Um, but I'm like scratching off the to-do list and like, that'll be like really satisfaction as, as you go through. Um, so I think that's a good, good advice as well to like make those goals to be done with a certain section each time. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say to schedule your exam right off the bat because okay. that end goal is going to be your motivation to get your work done. If you don't oh. have an exam scheduled, then you don't have a timeline for your coursework. So you're saying like when you get the book and stuff, go ahead and schedule your exam. So you have like a date that's holding you accountable to, yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't know. So you can just schedule it whenever you want. Yeah. I think there might be some guideline. I can't remember specifically, but, um, yeah, you have to schedule it within a certain amount of time that you're going to take it. But, you know, if you schedule it right away, you know, six months out, then you know that that's when you're going to take it. You need to have it done by that time. Oh, that's so smart. I didn't think about that. That's, that's great. So I didn't. Okay. So for anyone listening, if you get your book, go ahead and just go online and register for it. Um, so talking about the exam, what is that like, um, and like how much does it cost and stuff? Cause I'm sure that's something that everyone's kind of curious about too. Um, the exam comes in the package of the coursework, which is nice. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. So I believe it was around like $400 for the lower package. And it was a little bit different for me cause I did take mine online. Um, and I'm sure right now they're still offering online. Exams. So are they normally in person, like, but because of quarantine and COVID and everything, everything's online. Yeah. You would okay. go to a testing site oh, okay. to take it, but I took mine online and it was proctored and I had to like show my room to the person. Or yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. That's what we use. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely weird. Um, but it was not as difficult as I anticipated because there was enough time. I can't remember the exact time. I think it was like 90 minutes to two hours Mm -hmm. and you can the ace one allows you to like flag a question and then go back to it I love that if you weren't sure you could flag it and then at the end it's like here's all your flagged questions and you click and go back and make sure that you took your time and knew what you were doing it was all multiple choice and then it went by four different sections and that's how you were graded as well so like 
the four sections were like the assessments and the anatomy and physiology and then the business side of it and then like the client rapport that's not like the specific ones but that's how they do it is in the different sections cool awesome so first of all I love that you can go back to questions because that's like my pet peeve whenever I open an exam or a quiz or something or something mine and like I realize I can't go back I'm like well that's frustrating like if I had, I had a test on paper, I'd be, I'd be able back to any question. Like, why can I do it online? Right. I know. <laughs> the most frustrating thing. So that's really nice. You can flag it and like, it even should you like the flag. So it saves you because you are being time time. Um, and does it have like, this is just me being very like testing anxiety that I, that I, does it have like the claw claw on your screen when you're taking the exam? Yes. Oh. <laughs> whenever I took the GRE, it had like the, the like it would flash at you, you like last like however many minute it flashed the whole time, and I was like, "Are you serious right now? Like, why are you flashing at me? Like, my anxiety is is all up. You don't have to do that to do that." <laughs> no, it was terrible. And normally, I was like in the writing portion of the exam, which like doesn't matter that much, anyways. I was just like so over over it point, and then I have this stupid clock flashing at me. Yeah, so I hate when the the, the clocks are up there. There, it's just, give yeah. me a five five morning like pop up, and then like I'm good. That's all I need. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you mentioned that there's a business section to it. I'm curious about that. What what is the business side of the training and like the coursework coursework? That's really just like the legal side of it all the liability and the waivers which i going into it didn't expect at all but it's so nice to be able to learn that because it's a huge part of being a personal trainer yeah that's huge so does do they give you like um like forms and stuff that you can use like during your your coaching and your training um after the exam and stuff yeah um there's forms like on aces website so if you are like a certified through them yeah. through your account you can access different forms like that to kind that's of base huge. off of yeah that is so huge because then you know that like that's an actual legit form that like will have your back right not something you yeah. just like, found and tried to put together right exactly no that's great that they do that like I love that mm-hmm. um so as far as like finishing the exam. Cause we're kind of like working our way through it. Right. So you end the exam, do you find out your results? Like as soon as you click like submit? Yes. I believe it was after, I can't remember exactly if the proctor like left the session after I finished. And then it took me to like the ACE website and then my score was right there for me. Awesome. So I bet like it's relieving as soon as you see that. Right. Yes. So in, in, in a like time, if someone doesn't pass the exam, can you retake it? How many times can you retake it? Like, what is that process? Um, yeah, I think it's specific to the, like, whoever you go through. I know for ACE, I believe you can retake it one more time without having to like repurchase the entire course. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I know there's a charge for the exam retake, but it's not the same as like the entire coursework. Sweet. Okay. That's good. Okay, cool. So if you don't pass it through like the second time when you get that retake, would you have to buy the whole course again and go through everything again? I believe so. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know a lot of people retake it on the Facebook group that I'm a part of. And I always see, they're like, what do I, I need to resign up for the exam, blah, blah, blah. But I think after the second time you have to like redo the coursework. 
Gotcha. Well, I'm yeah. confident everyone listening who wants to take the exam will pass it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one has to worry about that. Right. Um, so that's pretty much the whole process of getting your certification, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, kind of like touching on getting clients. Cause I know, like you said, you're kind of new to it and everything. Um, does ACE help you with that at all? Or is it just like, here's your certification, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really didn't look too much into that. I know they have a ton of resources on their page that can help you kind of build up your confidence in getting clients. And I know that ACE offers job opportunities, but I really wanted to go off on my own yeah. kind of route in my own business. So I didn't look into their job opportunities too much. Um, but I know they have resources on there that like guides you on how to get clients. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. That's good to know because I feel like some people who, some people are more like driven to like want to do their own thing. And then another people are like, wait, I need guide guidance. Help me. Uh, um, like, either way is fine. Like you're going right. to succeed either way. Right. But, but it's really good that they have, have those, that it's almost like a sense of security to like help you kind of merge your way into the field, especially if like you're super new to it and you kind of decided on a win and to get your certification. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that they help with all of that. What would you say your biggest like tips for go, going necessarily just study wise, but like as far as being a personal trainer in, in general, after like you get your certification? Um, my biggest tip probably is just, you need to be passionate about it. You need to be hardworking and willing to go above and beyond for it. And that all stems from passion in my experience. People, especially when you're new, people aren't just going to come to you. You don't have anything to back up your abilities. You know, you don't have any reviews or things to show them like, Hey, I'm credible. So you have to kind of go out there and you have to be confident in yourself. Even if you maybe aren't, you have to show people that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about and that you're willing and able to help them. Right. Like I, I love that. And like, I can relate to that, especially with like my health coaching, it's a little different than personal training, but like it all kind of stems back to getting clients and things like that. Um, and it can be really hard on your self-esteem at first when you aren't getting those clients. Like we were talking yeah. before, everyone just kind of, if they reach out, they want something for free and then it's frustrating and you can get really discouraged. Um, one of my biggest tips for people that are struggling with getting clients, um, I don't know, maybe this can even help you out, but anyone listening to is, is tell your story. Like I have literally learned so much from just like opening up and actually telling my story because if you tell a story that people can relate to and you, that you've come through on the other end, people are like, oh my gosh, I see myself in her. Like she's been through it. I want her to help me. Um, and so I think that's like a huge thing that I was almost scared of doing at first. Um, I was also huge was scared about telling my story at the beginning anyways, just like anyone normally is like, it takes you a while to get confident enough to tell your story. Um, whether your story is about eating disorders or just like body image or like anything really, it takes a while to get your story out there and build up that confidence. But sure. when you can, it's going to allow those potential clients to see you and be like, Oh, this girl knows what she's talking about because she's actually been in my shoes and she knows how I feel. Therefore, like I need to talk to her because she could help me. Right. right. And so that's like my biggest tip for, getting clients, whether it's coaching, personal training, um, really anything. It's like, tell your story, let people know who you really are and like be yourself. Like that's a big thing too. So many people try to be 
someone else on the internet because they see it working for someone else. Well, it's working for that person because that's who that person is. It's not going to work for you because that's not who you are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I know you have, you've, you've gotten clients and you've started this small business. Um, we can kind of collaborate and go back and forth with like tips for this because people also ask me questions about this all the time is how do you kind of start that small business like by yourself, um, and bring on clients and do that all by yourself when you like for you, you didn't want to go work with ACE. So if someone listening is like, I want to get my certification, but I don't want to work for ACE. I'll work for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you say like your first tip is to going into that? Yeah. Um, you have to put yourself out there, honestly, like in all honesty, my first client was my mom and appreciate her so much. I was living at home and we did workouts in our home gym. She was my first client and um, use your first client. My mom told her friends and then her friends were reaching out to me. And, um, then I started to build up the confidence of actually like putting it out on social media. I created a whole YouTube video about it. I posted it up on my Facebook page, which was really out of my comfort zone because I feel like that age group on Facebook is like very judgmental, like not to generalize everybody, but I was like, I feel like my mom and dad's parents are going to be like, what is she doing? <laughs> and another thing about the Facebook pages too, that I was actually just talking about with one of my clients. It's like after our meeting that we had, we had went on a rant afterwards, which I love it. Um, but it's that like, it's everyone from, from high school on Facebook as well. And those are the people that you worry will judge you. Right. right. Like oh. I literally don't think anything about people that I've met after high school judging me for what I'm doing with nutrition, nutrition, by surgery or anything like that. But when it comes to like posting on Facebook, I'm like, everyone from my high school is going to see this. Like, are they going to judge? judge? And then I like, just have to tell myself, myself to give a shit, frankly. But like, that's also, I think what holds people back is the judgmental aspect. It's like, people might think like, like who do you think she is? Why does she think she thinks she this and like own her own business, you know? But it's really like, tell all that little voice inside your head your head saying that just shut up up because like you're never gonna get there and if you don't just like take that first step exactly and I'm that's really that was one of the main things I was worried about when I first started posting about my business on Facebook but at, at the end of the day I got so much positive feedback from people that I never realized I would have that it was really worth it yeah no girl I was terrified when I started nutrition by Lex like <laughs> My account was private at first because I wanted to be able to control who saw it and who didn't because like I didn't want anyone from high school or anyone seeing that, like seeing it. Cause I was like, yeah, it's making me happy, but like, I'm worried about being judged. I eventually got to the point where I don't care, but like, I, right. totally, I totally feel that and understand that I was so hesitant about announcing that nutrition by Lex was an LLC and I was now accepting clients. Um, I literally had so much anxiety over announcing that I was co-owner of Surgent because I knew I wanted to post it on like my personal, um, Instagram account too. That's like my private, like me, Alexis, not nutrition by Lex. And I was like, yeah. wanted to post it on there too. Cause I was super excited about it. But I was like, is anyone going to care? Like, like do I, I and then I don't, I don't know why I just got in my head. And I was like, why are you getting in your head about this? Like just post it. If you want to post it, like share it, if you want to share it and who cares if someone doesn't want to look at it or doesn't want to be a part of it or anything, then so be it. It doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. That's definitely a huge like obstacle to get over. But once you do, it's really beneficial to you and your business. Right. Yeah. And I think another thing while we're talking about getting over obstacles and stuff is like, 
and I talked about this in one of my other episodes too, but filming yourself, like if, like as a personal trainer, it like filming yourself in the gym, I'm sure like you want to put yourself out there that like, you know what you're doing, you know, these like cool exercises and like different techniques and stuff. And you want to show that, but getting over that hump of filming yourself in the gym, Oh my God. It was so hard for me to do so hard. Like I would specifically like try to modify workouts for like in my living room or something that I, cause I was comfortable filming in my living room. Right. Like, yeah, no, no one else is there. I would never film in the gym. Now I like to go in the mornings when like the gym's empty. And I mean, I don't really have to worry about anyone watching me cause I'm the only one in there. But then again, I don't have people like in the background of my videos either. Um, right. But I've like gotten over that like hump of filming and it's so, I don't know why, but like, did you have that problem? Like getting over that bump? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for sure. I still to this day struggle with it. Um, I take my boyfriend Ethan with me to the gym now and have him film me when we work out together. But on days that we don't, I'm like, how am I going to set this up so that it's not super obvious that I'm filming? Yeah, I like Like, leaning against the water bottle. (laughs) Yeah, water bottle is far away and like leaning against it. Like if it's in a corner, that's better because then people over here can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because I don't want to get people in the background as well because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable, but I also get stares all the time. And I'm like, just, you're never going to. I'm doing business. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like, it's okay. They're just, they're just looking. (laughs) <laughs> I, I had a huge leap this morning. Actually, I filmed the leg workout that I'll be posting later this week, but I took my tripod down there. I had a full ass tripod set up in the gym. Like I was the only, only until like the second half of my workout, but I was just like, am I really bringing the tripod down here <laughs> to set up and film? film? Who am I? Like last year, I would have never, I would like, someone would, would have told me to do that. And I would, I would have laughed in the face. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. I always see girls doing that. I'm like, how do you have the confidence to do that? I just literally like those two people in there by the end of my like workout and just like until I could feel my tenseness. Like whenever I saw one walk in, it's like, oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> my phone is set up on a tripod right now. Like, oh no, not in my own little area, but yeah, right. it's not a tripod. Like it's noticeable, right? Like I right, know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just like, who, who, it's like, I just kept telling myself that I was like, who cares? no one <laughs> like that's literally I'm, I, I'm making it all up in my head right like it's not affecting them so exactly don't worry about them. exactly and that's what I keep ha- having to tell myself um and like that's with anything in the gym honest honestly like whether it's whether it's filming or wearing a sports bra and no tank top or going over to, to the weight gym when it's all guys over there and you're the only female like it's literally just like put your headphones on go do your thing and don't worry about it. You're not there to impress anyone anyways. Well, you might, if you have a gym bay, but like, <laughs> I'm not there to impress anyone. So I'm just like, you right. know what? Think whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. For sure. But that could also be huge when it comes to getting clients too, with the reasons we have our Instagram, well, not the only reasons we have our Instagram, but like a main reason we have our Instagram is to show people our knowledge and like what we do with our clients. Um, in so we can hopefully help other people in the future too, and more people to come. Um, so if that is one of your like goals to be a personal trainer or even a coach or anything, like start the Instagram, like even if you just post to post like for a while, like, I don't know, 
just tips here and there. Like that's literally what mine started out with. I remember my first post was like when I graduated from undergrad and it was like introducing myself. And then I'm pretty much did like a series of posts on like polyphenols and like how different colors of foods like affected your like vitamins, nutrients, and like what it helped with. And like, that's all I would post is like one, like I had a picture of like an orange bell bell pepper. Like y'all can scroll back and see this. Like, I'm not lying. (laughs) Orange bell pepper. And then like a bowl of blueberries. And like, that's all it was, but like, just take that leap and just like take that first step. That's literally like, you're never going to get there if you just don't take that first step. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was some great tips. I think, is there anything else that you want to touch on about the studying exam tips or anything like that? No, I mean, basically just believe in yourself, work hard, put your head down. You can absolutely achieve anything that you set your mind to. You just have to be willing to work for it and getting your certified personal training certificate is definitely one of those achievable things. Yes, for sure. Just, just go for it. Right. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't. And even if I feel like some people worry that, oh, what if I like pay all this money and I get my certified personal training and everything and, and I decide like, it's not what I want to do anymore in the long run and stuff. And it's like, that happens. It is okay. Like it is fine. People do that with college degrees. Like the fact that it's only a personal training certification, like just go for it. Like you're not going to regret it in the long run. If anything, you're just going to have that extra knowledge for yourself when you're in the gym and you're going to know how to do proper lifts and stuff without hurting yourself. Um, for me personally, like I have a yoga certification, like a yoga teacher certification and I don't teach but I know how to do a flow by myself in the, in my living room. And that's perfectly fine with me. Like I have that knowledge and like meditation knowledge, but like, I don't teach. Um, so people listening, like you might not feel comfortable coaching clients, but like, if you want your personal training certification, you don't necessarily have to get it for yourself. Right. I feel like so many people don't think about it in that, in that way. They think they have to do it in order to train people and coach people, but it's like, not necessarily, if you want to do it for yourself, do it for yourself and like, whatever you want to do with it, have at it. It's your life. Right. For sure. Exactly. Um, awesome. So that was a great conversation. I hope that was like really helpful to everyone listening. So I've been getting a lot of questions. So, um, I'm really glad I got, I got on here to like, kind of go through all that with me. Sponsor break, and as you guys could have guessed, my new activewear line, Surgeon Activewear, is the sponsor for the podcast this season. Of course, right? I could not bypass this opportunity to let my own activewear sponsor my own podcast. So if you guys aren't aware yet, we are a new activewear company called Surgeon. Follow us on Instagram at SurgeonWear, or you can find us online at www.surgeon.com. We are a brand new activewear line, and when I say our products are the best, you guys know I've worn activewear so much, so many different brands, and I, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I am obsessed with our stuff. It is buttery, silky, like literally gold, and it's like another layer of skin on top of your body, and we have so many new colors and designs coming out in the new year, well, this year and years to come, obviously. But the big thing about Surgeon is that we are partners with Rise Against Hunger. So if you haven't heard of Rise Against Hunger, they are a nonprofit organization that feed families in need and people in need all around the world. So in 2019 alone, they affected over 17 million families in 34 different countries. And we have partnered with them so that every product we sell equals a meal going to a family in need. And that's not just an order, you guys. That's every single product within that order. Literally by the click of a button, 
and you supporting us making an impact on the world. So shop Surgent, www.surgent.com. Obviously, I would love the support you guys and and I would just love to have all of the Nutrition by Lex community and everyone that listens to this podcast a part of the Surgent fam. So definitely check us out. Um, so I like to ask everyone fun questions at the end of the end of episode. Um, so the first one being, what is your favorite food? Of course, we have to talk about food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my favorite food is 100% burritos. I love it. (laughs) What, what kind of burrito do you like? Like what's in the burrito? Um, veggies. I, so I don't eat meat. I am a vegetarian. Um, but a lot of the places now, so like in my area, Qdoba is the big thing. We are getting a Chipotle, which bless, um, but they have like the, the vegan meat now. So I'll get that once in a while, but veggies, um, black beans, brown rice, pico, lettuce, guac, all the good stuff. So this might be like a very, um, people might, might like for saying this, honestly, honestly, me and my boyfriend both agree that Qdoba is actually better than Chipotle. I think I, <laughs> I love Chipotle. Chipotle. It has a place in my heart, but if I had had the option, I think I'm choosing Qdoba. It's so underrated. It is underrated. And yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had Chipotle in so long, so I can't like testify to that. Yeah. I literally live two blocks from Qdoba and it's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> well, um, so I've been, well, now I consider myself pescatarian because I started eating fish again recently, but I was vegetarian for like three-ish years and Mexican food is like the easiest food when you're a vegetarian. It's so, well, one, it's like amazing and like delicious. Like it's like definitely my favorite, but, um, that or sushi now, but it's so easy for, um, anything vegetarian. Cause you can rice, beans, like veggies, guac, yeah. like all that good stuff. Um, and then it's also really good for gluten-free if you're listening and you're gluten-free, cause I do a lot with corn tortillas instead of flour tortillas. Um, so enchiladas is definitely like one of my go-tos. Yum. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so yeah, burritos is definitely up there on my list or like some <laughs> Mexican food as well. Yes. Um, my next question is what is your favorite type of exercise? Or like, if you're just like weights, like what muscle group do you like to work the best? Definitely shoulders, definitely shoulder press because it's difficult and I, it challenges me every single lift. Yeah. I, so I always go back and forth between saying shoulders or like legs, but shoulders, I think I love them because you can see like your shoulders when you're working out. Like for me, like a fly is like so satisfying because you can just like see all of the muscles when you're doing it. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) that's what I look like (laughs) like watching myself in the mirror but it's so motivating right it is it is yeah I can agree with that shoulders are really fun I just arms in general are like I think I went so long without ever doing like arms like in the gym because I was kind of scared of weights when I was like uh, a few years back and stuff I was like thought they were going to make me bulky just like everyone does at one point in their life. Right. Yeah. Um, so I never really did arms. And now the fact that I do them and I can see the results, I feel like you can see arm results like way quicker than somewhere else. And it's so satisfying. It's so motivating too. like, once you start to see those little bit of results, it's like, okay, I've got to keep doing it. Right. For yeah. sure. Um, and then my last question is just what keeps you motivated. I just love to hear everyone's why. Um, just myself, I guess now that I have my business and my YouTube channel, my Instagram, 
all of that is what keeps me motivated. My followers are what keeps me motivated. I don't really, I don't have that big of a following and it's not about that, but I have such loyal followers and people always showing up on my, in my comments and in my DMs. And like, though, that's what keeps me motivated to like right. show up every single day. Honestly, that's more than having like a big number of following. Like hundred percent, right. It, it means so much more to you. Cause like, if you have I don't know, a hundred thousand followers, but no one's actually saying anything meaningful on your content. You don't get that like sense of community as much, right? Exactly. You're like, well, it, they don't really count if they're not going to show up and, you know, be right. supportive and be there with me. Yeah, girl, you know, I'm all about that community. That's what we talk about in Surgeon all the time. I, I love a good community. Um, I love so, the Surgeon community. Oh, I love it. Like for, I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. Grace is also a Surgeon athlete. Like, like everyone, I'm interviewing, interviewing into in the past like few weeks. It's like all surgeon athletes, but I love it. Um, I love bringing you guys guys on and talking about like what y'all are passionate about and just getting um new intel tell from everyone. It just makes more intel from more people makes everything like better. I just think yeah. you know working together. Y'all know how how I just love like getting input from everyone. Um, but I really appreciate you you coming talking about this with me. I think this was very informative. Um, yeah. I just, I just want to give you a second to plug yourself off everyone where to find you if they want to work with you how to get there and y'all as usual i will post grace's information in the description as well so you guys can just click on it and go straight to it yeah uh, so my instagram is grace p fit underscore my youtube channel and my tiktok are, are both grace pokola and then my website is just www.gracepfit.com. And you can just go right on there and all the personal training and like my recipe guides and stuff around there. Amazing. Yay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it again. Um, and like I said, y'all, I will link all of that down below. If you're looking for a personal trainer, definitely hit her up. Um, I'm sure she'd love to bring you on. Uh, just don't ask for anything free, y'all. <laughs> Free stuff on Instagram. Uh, well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And for everyone listening, I will talk to you again next Wednesday. Bye.